Just Love Sussex, a podcast brought to you by Just Love. We're a group of Christians in Brighton who believe in God's call to stand up for justice, from the global to the local. Join us as we chat to and hear from incredible leaders who are doing just that, and be inspired as to how you can do the same in your student days and beyond. Meg, welcome to the Just Love Sussex podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. For those who have been around this term, we partnered with A21 for our Promises for Freedom campaign back in October. And today we have the honour of having Meg Webb, who works for A21 based in London. So Meg, let's start by chatting about A21. What is it that they do and how did it get started? Yeah, thank you so much for having us, um, Lizzie. I really, really appreciate it and love all the work that you guys are doing and how you've got involved with us in the past. So looking forward to this conversation. Um, so A21, for those of you that don't know, is an anti-human trafficking organisation. Um, it was started over uh, 12 years ago now by our founder, Chris Kane, and her husband, Nick, who is our CEO. Um, it was started because Chris was walking through Thessaloniki Airport in Greece and saw all of these posters um, with pictures of men women and children their names underneath them and a huge um, in huge letters missing uh, she asked a local what this was and he said oh it's just an issue that we have here kind of brushed it off and said it's actually human trafficking um, at that point Chris spotted one poster that had um, a little girl on it named Sophia um, and Chris and Nick have a daughter called Sophia and I think at that moment that really struck her and she decided that actually we could not let this issue go on. Um, initially Chris and Nick were going to find kind of a organization to partner with that were kind of combating human trafficking but there wasn't really a lot around at that time this is 12 years ago remember so there was definitely some organizations but it was a very kind of new area where people didn't know huge amounts about it um, and so they actually decided to start a21 or the a21 campaign as it was known as it was known back then um, it's become the just a21 more recently um, since then, we've gone into 18 different locations, had thousands of um, survivors come into our care through our restore program, um, put dozens of traffickers in jail um, and reached millions with the message of freedom, which is just such an incredible achievement, I think, in, in 12 years. Amazing, Meg. Love it. And yeah, as a social justice society, uh, anti-human trafficking is very close to who we are and what we want to pursue and I love that 81 is such a forerunner in leading this. So Meg, like, how did you personally get involved? What's your story of how you basically ended up in London? Yeah, sure. So um, it was a bit of a funny one really. It kind of just came up really naturally and randomly. A friend told me about A21. Um, I started following them on social media and then about a year after that, um, the same friend messaged me and said, hey, there's there's a job at A21 and I think you would really suit it. And at the time I was living in Cornwall, having studied um, geography down in Falmouth. And then um, I stayed to work at another charitable organisation um, in Cornwall for that year. Um, and I was thinking about moving back to London. I definitely have a heart for the amazing place that is Cornwall and being by the sea. But there was definitely some pull back to London, having grown up near here, my family being here, lots of friends, that kind of thing anyway. Um, and anyway, I met the team at A21 coming back. It was actually on my birthday. I came and interviewed for the job. And there was just, a, it just kind of clicked. Like the team were really, really incredible. So welcoming. Um, something felt really, really right about the role. Um, and so a few months later, I moved back to, 
back to London, well, technically Essex, I say London, but it was technically Essex, um, <laughs> and um, started working at A21. And I guess that was um, just under three years ago. And at the time, that was a very um, supporter relations type role that I'd started with. Um, so kind of dealing with the everyday um, admin that come along with fundraising, um, speaking to supporters, helping with events, that kind of thing. And over the last three years, the way the role has changed and kind of adapted has been quite incredible to see. And I think that's gone along with how we've grown as a team and an organization. Um, and so my, my focus now is much more on strategic partnerships. So I work with some amazing businesses who are out there trying to make a difference, um, different kind of community groups and clubs kind of like yourselves as well. Um, and I guess every single day, just looks a bit different um it could be again I still I still deal with that kind of fundraising sports relations elements but the next day I could be meeting with a big business to talk about partnership the next day it could be at speaking at an event or doing something a little bit similar to this with you Lizzie um so yeah it's a really really dynamic role um and I love it <laughs> Awesome. And I love that, you know, big up Cornwall as well, as Brighton, <laughs> I do appreciate the sea and the sea front. Of course. So, um, amazing. So great to hear about what, you know, working for an anti-human trafficking organisation looks like on the ground. I think sometimes, you know, you think like, what does that look like? Does it mean, you know, you're bashing down doors and bringing survivors into care? But actually, there's so much admin and stuff that goes on behind the scenes to make all that stuff happen. Yeah, absolutely. Start. So, yeah, that's great. And uh, like what makes A21 different as a charity and organisation? What are some of your favourite things about working with A21? Yeah, definitely. Um, one, one standout thing for me about A21 is our, is our model. So um, I think it's really unique as an organisation, as an anti-human trafficking organisation, um, is that our reach, rescue, restore model. So we look to break that cycle of trafficking. So unfortunately, the statistics show that um, victims can unfortunately be re-trafficked once they're rescued because of the continued vulnerability and the experience that they've gone through. But our cycle of trafficking, which is reach, rescue and restore, really helps to kind of break that. Um, and I think our approach to that as an organisation is something that's really, really special and really speaks to people because it's so practical. So you've got the three R's, we call them. So you've got the reach, which is about reaching people, having conversations like we're having now, Lizzie, um, raising awareness for the issue of human trafficking so that people can protect not only themselves, um, but also others around them, report sightings that they see, you know, things like that. We've then got rescues. So that's about directly rescuing victims of human trafficking. And I think the most special thing about that and A21 is that we do that always, always in partnership. And partnership is a huge thing for us as an organisation. We're not out there to reinvent the wheel. You know, there are other anti-human trafficking charities doing amazing work. We want to work alongside them always because we want to progress in this fight. Um, and so organizations like border force police we're always working with them in terms of rescue and then restore as well so we have our own safe houses globally as well that we invite um survivors into we also partner with different shelters so in the uk we partner with some amazing shelters you might have seen recently um, if you follow us on social media that we've just done some hampers some christmas hampers for the survivors in the shelters um locally to us in the uk so that that for me is a really special element of what we do doing just such a unique um approach i think to the issue the other thing is definitely about our the team itself so the team that we work with are just such a group a, a small group of passionate people um 
and it's actually really amazing what can be achieved with a small group of passionate people. Uh, you might not know this, but most of our team globally are volunteers. So um, more than half of our team are volunteers. And I think that's something that's incredibly special and something that really speaks to me and motivates me every single day to see people giving up so much to join this fight. I mean, you were one of them, Lizzie. You were one of our amazing, amazing volunteers. And we see so many people that, that come on board with us that we wouldn't be able to do what we do without them. And so I've we feel incredibly lucky um, to have so many amazing volunteers, volunteers globally. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, I love the the whole model of A21, like the working with partnerships, I think it's especially powerful because sometimes, you know, in social justice worlds, we always want to be starting something new and um, people are like, okay, like we've got the solution, we're going to sort it, but actually it's yeah. so much more powerful to come alongside other people. Absolutely. What we try to do always is just love. We're not trying to, create new charities in our short time at university yeah. it's coming alongside what's already going and yeah just to carry on like you know I love my time at A201 had oh, so good to hear I like my team um or the team they still hear about me chatting about it sometimes um <laughs> I think it's like taught me so much about how to you know lead well and be in a you know good team dynamic and team culture and all the rest of it so yeah. A21 taught me a lot and I needed it I'm gonna go that's yeah. so awesome to hear. It's such it's such a huge focus for us that team that team culture because it's such a heavy topic. It's such a heavy issue, um, but when you're surrounded by people that are so driven to make a difference, it really it really really does help. So I'm so glad you enjoyed your time with us. That's so lovely to hear. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So in light of 2020, you know, the year that no one expected, COVID nineteen hit us hard, and you know, 81, I'm sure has been hit hard as well. Um, how have you kind of counteracted that? Have you got any highlights that you could share from this year and how you know you've kind of expanded your vision of how you do social justice and how you've grown as well? Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, you can't deny it. it's been an incredibly weird year, hasn't it? Um, I remember back in March when we first went into lockdown, we just really, and the office closed um, like all the offices did really uh, we just weren't expecting to be out for this long and so I think we carried on as normal for a bit and we quickly realized that just wasn't going to cut it for this year um, so it was kind of a bit of a quick spin to to get things going in a slightly different direction and I think what has really stood out to me this year is that in a challenging year people have been so up for taking on a challenge in the name of justice um, and so I could literally probably sit here for hours and <laughs> tell you all the challenges that people have taken on um, but just to give you kind of a, a gist of a few so back in um, March April time we took part in the 2.6 challenge with the London Marathon so the London Marathon obviously couldn't go ahead usually a huge event that fundraises billions for charities so they went online and so we got involved in that and actually it was just so much fun we saw um, I think we saw a real snippet into how social media could make such a big difference this year and while social media has always been a big thing for us I think our following this year has just like skyrocketed. Our engagement this year has skyrocketed. Um, 
and so we saw in that in those first few months okay there's something in this we need to really kind of latch on to that because this is how we're going to reach people now we can't go to physical events we can't speak you know in schools in universities and things um so that week was really it was really fun we partnered with five different fitness coaches and did instagram lives um so the team joined them so <laughs> a team of three of us you know we've not really done much of that before so it was certainly putting ourselves out there for in the name of freedom but it paid off and we reached lots and lots of people and raised some amazing funds which was awesome and I think that kind of kick-started the rest of the challenges for the year so um, in April we were supposed to take on the five peaks challenge um, with a group of supporters and volunteers um, we were going to the Lake District to climb the highest peak in England and then four others in um, I think it was 12 hours obviously in April things were still pretty bad so that didn't go ahead um, but it did kind of relaunch in the summer and we were able to do that in September and it was just amazing we raised thousands of pounds doing that um, we had 13 amazing people from I think we had someone from every single one of the home nations so literally we, we had people come down from Scotland Wales all sorts um, which was just amazing to see people come together um, and and take on that challenge together and also it was a lot of people that had never really hiked or walked before um, and it was a big <laughs> a big challenge but what got them through was the reason that we were doing it which was super special um, and I think when we put that out on social media I think people just really latched onto it and thought do you know what it challenge I can take on a challenge I can do my own challenge and, and raise some funds and raise some awareness and so we've seen so many individuals taking on all sorts of things this year um, and then I guess the last thing to mention is, um, and as I think this is probably my highlight, is our Global Freedom Summit, which was kind of intertwined with our 21K in 21 Days Challenge. So the 21K in 21 Days Challenge was about completing 21 kilometres, literally however you like, whether you walked, ran, cycled, swam, whatever you wanted to do, within 21 days. Um, asked people to sponsor you, raised awareness, um, and that led up to the Global Freedom Summit. So if you have supported A21 for a while, you may know that we usually run um, the Walk for Freedom in October. However, it is a, a mass gathering event. So obviously couldn't really go ahead this year in a safe way. Um, all year we were kind of hoping it, hoping it would maybe have to happen, but it just didn't make sense for this year. And so instead we launched the Global Freedom Summit. Uh, that was an online broadcast, an hour of gold, I like to call it, because I think it kind of covered um, everything from who we are as an organisation, the stories of survivors, um, our a bit about our team, and also that hope that we can make a difference and how you can get involved in, in making that difference. And so it was for people that had never heard about A21 before. It was... Um, for people that have been supporting A21 for years and the reach of that was just absolutely incredible the feedback we got um the engagement we got that I think it really really inspired a lot of people and so we're just so glad that these online platforms are available to be able to run <laughs> run events like that um and it, yeah it just kind of it was so sad to not do Walk for Freedom after eight years of of doing it and people expecting it to happen but replaced by an event that I think engaged people in a totally different way and really um, brought them into A21's vision and got them on board with making a difference in the fight for freedom. Mm, amazing mate. Yeah I mean so many social justice and charity sectors have been hit all the harder because of COVID-19 yeah. and you know 
it's harder to push through when there's so much backlash and you're you're trying to I don't know you know that analogy where people are in like a boat we're on the same boat but yeah. you know some people are on a cruise ship some people are on like a dinghy boat and we're all battling the same storm but I do feel like the charity sector has been hit especially hard so I mean it's amazing that you've you know built up loads of resilience you're like okay we're gonna re-strategize what's this year gonna look like it's gonna look different so we're gonna run with this instead yeah and uh for all the the listeners who tuned into the global freedom summit you know this is meg this is <laughs> in action you know amazing stuff yeah. um so i guess one of my final questions would be you know how can we as students in brighton get behind the vision of a21 or other anti-human trafficking organizations out there how can we join the fight for freedom yeah, I love that question. And I love um, to kind of end on on this kind of thing of how you guys can get involved. Hopefully, you've been able to get a little snippet into um, how we work as an organisation, which I always think really helps with kind of coming on board with a vision of an organisation. I always love to kind of find out more and, and dig a little deeper um, of a charity in particular when I'm kind of getting involved in supporting them. So um, that's been great. But how you can get involved gosh I, again I can sit here for hours but I'm not gonna I'm gonna give you a couple of things um that I really hope um speak to you and that you can get involved with and they're super simple so firstly if you don't already follow us on social media please do <laughs> um it's a21 UK on Instagram and Facebook we've also got a global page which is just a21 um, we post on there all sorts of different content, so campaigns, um, but also information, practical information about spotting the signs of trafficking. Part of our Can You See Me campaign, which is again about spotting the signs of human trafficking in everyday scenarios. By sharing one of those videos onto your Instagram story or sharing it on Facebook, you are increasing the reach of that video and those practical tips. To so you're opening people's eyes to the issue of human trafficking. That is such a super simple thing. It must take, what, 20 seconds to share a video. Um, and that can honestly be the difference between a victim being rescued and not so i'd really really encourage you to kind of engage on that element of things um and i also i'm hoping you've been in, kind of inspired by the the talk about different challenge events and so the 21k and 21 days challenge is running all year now um and you can super easily sign up to that by going to a21.org forward slash fundraise um, and all the information is there you can set up a fundraising page and remember you can do that 21 kilometers however you like so if you're not a runner that's fine walk it if you want whatever it literally doesn't matter but remember that every single step that you take is making a difference in the fight in the fight for freedom Mm. amazing Meg thank you so much for sharing ways as to how we can you know join the fight for freedom and join any 21 um so my final question that I love asking all our podcast guests is if you could go back to your undergrad university student self what advice or words of wisdom would you want to say yeah that's such a good question um it's a long time ago for me now but I would say don't compare yourself to other students so especially when you're getting to that third year stage and people are starting to interview for jobs and kind of look forward to their career do not compare yourself because i have friends that started um, their job before graduating i had friends that started their job a year after graduating i had friends that volunteered for a few months or went traveling you know and all of us have kind of ended up in this stage you know a few years later now where we're pretty happy in in our career paths everyone's kind of progressing well they've they've settled they're doing something that they um, enjoy where they feel like they're making a difference you know so 
you will get to that <laughs> get to that end goal but I really wouldn't rush it and compare yourself to everyone else think oh that person's that person's already got a job and I'm I've interviewed for 10 this week and haven't heard back you know every everyone is going to be different and be on that journey differently especially with a degree like I did in geography you know there's not really a clear um a clear career path of that apart from I guess being a geography geography teacher <laughs> um so everyone went in all different directions and I think that's the case with a lot a lot of degrees um and yeah I guess as well just pursue something that you love doing because you work your work takes up an awful lot of your life so please please do something that you are going to enjoy doing amazing that is some solid wisdom there. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on this podcast episode and guys if you're interested in in anti-human trafficking we so encourage you to check out what 821 are doing and see how you can get involved and thank you so much lizzie really appreciate you having me no on no worries thank you thanks for listening to we just love sussex stay tuned for our next episode